please listen, listen to this, hear this. This is fascinating. It's one of the most fascinating verses. It speaks directly to what we're doing, what we're all about. Acts 20, 35. Paul says, In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. I'll read it again. In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Is more blessed to give than to receive. This verse is fascinating for the like biblical curiosity. It's fascinating because this verse doesn't appear in any of the Gospels. Not Matthew, not Mark, not Luke, not John. It's in Acts, which is kind of like Luke's follow-up to his Gospels, the history of the early church. This just excites me because of all the things that we have that Jesus said. There was so much more that he said. I can't wait to ask him about those extra things, to learn more, to hear things that he taught that we don't even have written down. All we have, we have confidence in, and there's even more. And this one in the book of Acts, through Paul, whom he either learned right from the Lord Jesus or learned from the apostles as they were raising up Christians, from the Lord Jesus, it is better to give than to receive. It is better. It's better. It's better. It is better to give than to receive. So it's fascinating to me that we have a quote from Jesus that doesn't come from the Gospels. It's solely in the book of Acts. And that's just beautiful to me. It speaks to what John says. Like, if all the things that Jesus ever said were written down, it would fill all the books in the world. The, world, the books in the world couldn't contain them. Like, that's our Jesus. He's overflowing with wisdom. And this one is a pretty famous one. For not being included in one of the Gospels, I think everybody probably has heard this, whether you're a Christian or not. Better to give than to receive, right? But it doesn't happen. The other thing that's fascinating about this is this point here that Jesus is making is exactly the problem with everything that's wrong with our world. People don't believe this. They believe it's better to receive than to give. It is better to receive than to give the world. It's better to make money than to lose money. It's better to get more things than to give your things away. It's better to get more, to be celebrated than to humble yourself and celebrate others. Every war is, what do you have that I want? Our country is coming after you. It's receive. Every addiction is about, what do I need? What do I want? It's when the, the, the better to receive takes over. And I just want what I want, and I need what I want. It's the problem with our time management, our money management. We're all about what can we get and what can we do. We actually probably believe it's better to receive than to give, which is the exact opposite of what Jesus said. He said it's better to give than to receive. It's better, but do we actually believe it? Do we believe that it's better to give of ourselves? No, he doesn't say it's bad to receive. It's fine. Receive something, have something, eat food, have a home, have a job, get things like love yourself. God loves you, it's good. But you know what's even better than loving yourself? Giving and loving others. And so I thought of these five different ways that giving is better, and I just want to throw them at you. Think about them. Think about why. Because we have a chance this coming week to prove it. Do we feel that it is better to give our time away instead of to try to hoard our time for ourselves? Let's prove it. Let's give it away. I find that it was better. At the end of the week, it was better to spend our time on other people 
than spending it just on ourselves. It's fine to spend time on ourselves, but it's better. It's way better to spend it on others, and we'll see it. We can prove that to our friends, to our family, to ourselves. We can live it out. Do we believe it's better to give away our money than to keep it all? Let's prove it. Let's prove it. We got a week to prove it. Let's show it. Let's just give away some money to people who need it. Because God will give us more. Because God's got a cattle on a thousand hills. He's not worried about providing for us. He says, I will supply all your needs according to my riches in heaven. So do we believe it's better to give away? Let's prove it. We just have this wonderful chance to prove it. I want us to prove it to ourselves and see the fruit. I want our neighbors and friends. Reputation, right? Isn't that the word you use, Jason? We talk about that. But not for us. These are Jesus' words. Proof that when we do what anybody does, what Jesus says, it's going to work. It'll be better. Not just good. Not just fine. Better. So these ways that giving is better. Here's the first one. Giving is freeing. When you give something away, you cut the cord of your own attachment. It's, it's a discipline. To have something, and I've got this, and then to cut that cord and just give it away to someone else, you're exercising discipline. My things don't control me. My money doesn't own me. I can give it away. I don't have to, out of fear, keep it for myself. It's very freeing. If you apply this to food, we want, we eat, we're hungry, whatever. It's very freeing of the control of food to cut the cord and say, I'm really hungry right now, but I decide with my intent, my will for the Lord, I'm not going to, I'm going to fast this meal. Because my desire to honor the Lord is greater than my hunger for food. So cut the cord. All of a sudden, you're loosening the clutches of the things that we want on us. This happens with our money. We're always afraid, what if? I want to do this. What if I have something like, well, cut the fear. Cut the cord. It's very freeing to not be controlled by our stuff. It's very freeing not to be controlled by our desires. We say, okay, I want this, but for someone else's benefit, I'm going to give it away. Discipline is actually a very freeing, freeing thing. So that's the first way. The second way, giving is reconciling. It's a reconciliatory act. Think about the conflicts that we have with people. It's usually because of what they said to us, what they did to us, or what they didn't say, what they didn't do. It's receive. All those conflicts we have with people are like the stuff that came from them to us and the stuff that gets received. Receive. What if in our conflicts we recognize the things that were done to us, but we're thinking more about what we're giving back to that conflict? Because it would be good if everybody treated us nice, and that would be good, yes, uh, nice. But, but what's better? What's better? is worrying about what we're giving into that conflict and less about what we're receiving from it. We take a step forward in grace when we think about giving instead of just receiving. And then it's reconciliatory because someone's giving us bad and we're repaying it with good because we're worried about what we're giving. It's better to give than just to worry about what we receive. And that reconciles people together. It's what God did for us. It was an entire human race and he didn't take our sins and just say, tough luck, too bad. He said, my son died for me. That's a gift. Greatest gift. And it's for all of our benefit for eternity. We can be like the Father if in our conflict we give and just be upset and frustrated by the very reasonable reasons of what we've received. We're not owned by what we receive. We're compelled by Christ for what we give. That's what we're responsible for. You can't control what you're going to receive. It just comes your way. So, giving, it's freeing. It's reconciling. It's also leading. 
Have you ever thought about a giver as a leader, setting an example for others? Instead, like a, a consumer is a follower, right? You get marketed to, you decide you like the newest Ferrari, you like the newest Xbox, you like the newest whatever, you, you, you get marketed to and then you like it, and then you follow. But giving is, I decide that I can bless. I decide that I can give away, and it's a leadership skill. If our kids see us deciding to give away, we're setting an example. It's leadership. You know, what, think about parents for a second. We can think about coworkers, but the parent example. What do we receive from our children? Well, sometimes we receive bad attitudes. Kids, close your ears for a second, because you don't really want to hear this. Sometimes we receive bad attitudes. Sometimes we don't receive good work ethic. Sometimes we don't receive love. Sometimes we don't receive cooperation. So, but that's all receiving sort of stuff. What if instead of worrying about what our kids are giving us and what we're receiving from them, we say, I'm the parent here trying to set an image of God sort of example. What am I giving to them? What attitudes? What work ethic? What cooperation? What joy? What am I pouring in? Okay, I'm getting what I'm getting. And it would be good if our kids just responded well all the time. It would be good if we did. But where would they end up getting us? Like everybody's okay, good, yeah, it's good to get. No, it's better when we rise above and we step forward and represent Christ. That's leadership. And it happens at the workplace too. What are you receiving from coworkers? Who's whispering about whom at the office? Who doesn't treat who properly? That's what you're receiving. That's receive. And that can go well, that can go poorly. But it is better. It is better to think about what am I giving in this environment? And that's leadership. When you take ownership and initiative and you step forward, it's better. You're leading the way Christ led. He didn't wait to say, how are people going to treat me? He's like, I'm going to show you the love of the Father. So like, buckle up. That's how we could treat our work. That's how we could treat our family. But it's a giving mentality. And that's leadership. It will make leaders as they watch us not being followers, but showing Christ. So it's leading. Two more. Giving is prioritizing. Because when you decide to give, you'd carve out the time. And then everything else has to fit around. Like this week, I've looked at the list of names on who's, I know you're taking off time over. You prioritize because you can only give if you're there. Using surf home as an example. You can only give if you get there. So you've said, okay, what does my week have? I'm carving out this time. And then everything else will just have to get done when it gets done. You'll have to get the grocery store when you can get there. You'll have to get the lawnmower when you can get there. You'll have to follow up on that phone call when you can. But it prioritizes us. And isn't this something we struggle with all the time? We can't fit everything in. We're just all so super over busy. We get that. But if we prioritize giving because it's better, and if it goes in first, then everything else falls into place. It falls into place. Giving prioritizes us in the way that Jesus prioritizes time. It doesn't mean that all these other things aren't good. If we look at our time, we want to go to the gym because we want to be healthy. We want to have time just to relax because we work hard. And God calls Sabbath and rest a good Thing. I want to spend time with family. I want to do these. those are good. They're good. Which I'm seeing better is to give your time away. And if you do it at the beginning of the week and you carve it out, then nothing touches it. It's untouchable God time that you've carved out. And guess what? You'll be better at the end because of it. It's better. All right. Here's the last one. This kind of comes back to kids and, and it re relates to kind of like Christmas or birthdays. We look forward to getting presents, right? Right, which kids like getting presents? Let your parents know. Raise your hand because they don't know. They need to know if you want anything. So you have to raise them really high so they give you lots of stuff. All right, kids, parents, pay attention. All these children, they want some stuff. 
Yeah, okay, I see you. I see you. Okay, now I know which one of our kids needs stuff. I'm glad Parker didn't need any stuff. It's fantastic. Yeah. I want stuff. Maybe Adam should raise their hands too. Like, we, we do want. But what happens after you get a new toy or a new game or a new something? Doesn't it get like less interesting pretty soon? So when you receive something, it's temporary. I don't care how cool the Lego is, or I don't, cool how, I don't care how cool the video game is, after a while it gets bored, it gets boring, or it breaks, it doesn't last forever. So when we receive, everything we receive is temporary. But when you give something, it's actually permanent. Have you thought about that? If you give someone a gift, that moment of blessing them, that feeling, that memory can never be taken away from you. You get joy in exchange. When you give someone a gift, you see a smile on their face, you get joy that no one can take away from you. But they get the gift, which is temporary. So the receiving is like a beautiful thing, and it's the better thing. Every gift, every, everything we receive is going to just run out. Someone gives you a compliment, and it's a gift, right? We should give gifts of compliments. Compliment the people around you. Tell them how they're beautiful, how they're made in God's image. That's good. But just say, like, a single compliment lasts you a lifetime? No, it doesn't. If one person one time told you, you know what, you're really good at this, and then for the rest of your life you never heard it again, it like fades. Even when we receive comments, they're temporary. Again, whatever we receive is temporary. But if you're the one that looks at someone and says, I see God in you, and you plant that seed, you've given a permanent gift, and you've, you've received, the exchange is joy. Bless someone. You can always look back at that mission trip. You can always look back at that time with the Lord. You can always look back at that, and it's a permanent exchange. So we're not just looking for something where if I give something, maybe I'll get something back. Literally just give it away and receive some joy in return. Store up your treasures in heaven by giving away all of our treasures here on earth, by cutting the cord, by being disciplined, by setting the example, by leading, by prioritizing, because it's better. It's just better. It is better. And fine, it's good to have some stuff. It's, it's okay to want to eat, like, God says he's providing for our needs, so those are good. But there's something better. And if we're going to go from good to better to best, the best thing of all would be doing everything out of our love for Jesus, not just for the smile that we're going to give someone else. We could totally go into serve home feeling good about ourselves. Like, wow, we're such good people. We're helping someone. I hope I can plaster this all over social media. Wait till my friends see pictures of me serving. Fine. That's your reward. You get it. It's temporary. And the next time your friend sees you on social media doing something stupid, it's just the next thing. Like, good, bad, temporary. So, well, let's not settle for that. Let's go better. Let's look at the people who we're trying to bless and be about them. It's better to give than to receive. Yeah, that's good. But how is this that we fix up? probably going to run down again. Yards that we clean up, probably eventually going to run down again. The eternal thing would be is if we step onto properties and into homes and Jesus is the one being glorified and people say, man, these people, these Christians, they love Jesus. And it's all for him. It's good to ask God to meet our needs. He offers, he invites us to. It's better to love the people around us and to give than just to receive, but it's best to just do it all out of a love for Jesus. Do we love Jesus that much? I think maybe or almost or sometimes. 
You should be love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. It's got to be this compulsion, this, this full life pursuit. That's best. That's eternity. That's God's glory. But if we want to get there, I challenge us to move from good to better to best. What will this week be like for us? Will we have a chance to prove that Jesus is best? Will we have a chance to see how much better it is to bless, to give, than just to receive? Or will we just say, oh, we did a good thing. I really like that. And then we're settling for good when Jesus calls us to so much more. So, in the words of the Lord Jesus, it is more blessed. You know, it is bigger, it is better. More fruit will come from it. More good things will happen when we give than we receive. So we have a week to prove this. And I, I pray that we will just grab a hold of that and make use of every bit of it. Loving Jesus and finding his ways that we turn.